Welcome to KJV Cafe, where we explore great truths from God's holy word in a simple, down-to-earth fashion. Romans 10:17 shows us where faith comes from. So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Let's grow our faith together in the cafe today. Our program is hosted by Pastor Clark Covington and brought to you by Heartland Ministries. Grab your Bible and a hot cup of coffee or tea and join us now as we explore God's holy word. Amen. Glory to God. Thank you for joining us today. Welcome to the cafe. Hope you're having a wonderful day. Hopefully you have a coffee, some tea, maybe some iced tea, iced coffee as the weather warms up. It's your choice. Amen. I just thank you for joining me today. Hopefully you do have your Bible with you, or if you're driving, that's okay. Just keep your eyes on the road, amen. I'll read it for you. Today we're getting into the book of John. I love preaching from the book of John. It's a wonderful book, amen. Um, There's so much to it, and there's a lot of that red letter text. There's a lot of Jesus Christ himself speaking in the book of John, and I hope that when you read that red letter text, you say to yourself, these are the words of God. I I better pay attention. You know, I, I do that. I When I'm reading it, I say, whoa, you know, I'll read it once as I've just in context of the scripture. I'll read it again and I'll say, whoa, these are the words of God. Let me, let me, let me really make sure I understand what God himself is speaking through these words. And of course, the entire Bible is Holy Spirit inspired and the Bible is the living word. And so we approach it with reverence and fear and, and, and we pray for Holy Spirit discernment. Certainly these Words from Christ really go a long way. John 14 uh, is amazing. And we're here looking at the blessed hope, amen, Jesus and the rapture. And our focus is John 13 or John 14, three through four. Uh, but what we could do here is go through the first four verses. John 14, verse one, let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. In my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. And whither I go, ye know, and the way ye know. Okay, and he says here in John 14, the latter part of verse three, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. So Christ is coming again to receive us unto himself. And I love, um, the Lord had me spend uh, seven years in a wonderful church, Glory Bound Baptist Church. They've since merged with another church. And I grew a lot spiritually there. And the preacher would always focus on, preacher Michael wrote, would always focus on the two comings of Jesus and how he's going to come in the cloud and he's not going to put his foot on the ground. And then when he puts his foot on the ground, that's the battle of Armageddon. That's that's the end, amen. And he's coming with his army, but he will speak and it'll be over. But he really helped me understand or delineate the idea between when Christ comes to take his church home and when Christ comes as king and judge to judge the world and his enemies. And so I hope I pass that on here today, that there are two comings of Christ. And the one that we're looking at is the one where he takes his church home, which is referred to often as the rapture. And just to be clear, I believe in everything that I've studied over the years in the Bible, 
uh, points to a pre-tribulation rapture, what they call a pre-trib rapture, or the idea that the church is taken home prior to the tribulation period. And so we see here in 1 Thessalonians 4, 13 through 18, a brief description of the rapture. But I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep, that ye sorrow not, even as others which have no hope. So asleep here would be those that people would view as dead. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, okay, so if you've been saved, you believe on the crucifixion and the resurrection, even so them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with them. That's 1 Thessalonians 4.14. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. And so Paul is comforting the church of Thessalonica in this epistle by saying, look, you got to see what's coming. It's going to be wonderful. And isn't it interesting? In John, uh, in John 14, we see here in verse 1 of John 14, Jesus says, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. So Christ is saying, be comforted, don't be troubled. Paul is saying, be comforted, don't be troubled. And what is it that should comfort us? Two things. One, those that have already passed on, those that are asleep, as Paul puts it, as we would say, deceased, amen, those folks will rise, their bodies will rise from the grave, amen. As First Thessalonians 4, 13 through 18 tells us, that Christ will come in the sky. Again, this is the second coming of Christ. He's in the sky. He is calling his church home. He is not, his foot's not touching the ground. He's not engaging in the battle yet because we believe there's a seven-year period to come after the rapture, and that is called the Great Tribulation period. And so he's calling his church home, and the dead in Christ rise first, and then we which are alive and remain. You see how Paul writes this? we which are alive and remain. That's verse 17 of 1 Thessalonians 4. We which are alive and remain. Think about that. He thought the rapture was coming in his time. He's saying, we, us. He said, look, Christ is coming. I'm thinking I'm going to be here. And we which are alive and remain, we should be caught up together with them in the clouds. You know, So they're, the dead in Christ are going to rise first. And then we're, we're alive. We remain. We're here. We're here. But here's Christ. He's in the air. The trump sound. Amen. The shout has occurred. It's time to go to be with him. Well, we're going to rise up with him. We're going to go ahead and rise up in the air with him. And by the way, this is the right disposition or attitude to have in these last days. I mean, if Paul thought it was coming in his time, surely this many years later, thousands of years later, we should absolutely believe it is coming in our time. Amen. We should not play games and we should believe that one day, and I'll tell you, I won't get into all the details, but there was a heck of a lightning storm maybe six months ago. And you can ask my wife, I was praying with my kids. And I, I mean, this lightning was complete. There was no thunder and there was all this lightning and I can, I totally believed that was it. Amen. And my wife was, she, she, you know, she was looking at me and I'm praying with the kids and, you know, and the next day got up and I said, okay, Lord, you didn't come, but 
I didn't apologize, I don't think, for believing that he would come because we are to believe that he's going to come. And oh, how the signs show it more and more. Every single global sign shows the end times. Uh, I I heard a a message recently uh, on Love Worth Finding by Adrian Rogers, a wonderful radio ministry. It's been a blessing to me all my years of studying uh, the scriptures here. Uh, Since I moved to North Carolina, I'll say that's when I started hearing it. And they were mentioning the price of barley or wheat would be like a day's wage. And this was part of the end times coming to fruition. You look at inflation, you look at fuel prices, and already people are talking about equating a day's wage with how much it would fill a tank of gas per se or something else. You see, you just, I think it was yesterday, the day before in China, the sky was blood red and everyone wanted to know why was the sky blood red? I could go on and on. Let me tell you, it is the end times. Christ is coming soon. And when he comes, his church is going to come with him. Amen. And we should take comfort in that. I love this right here. Uh, verse 17, then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. Whew. I'm ready. Amen. Are you ready? Oh, it's be an exciting day to be with the Lord forever. Because that means, as I understand it, we get our resurrected body. We shed this mortal body. My mortal body is like a, uh, it's out of whack. Amen. I got a, I got issues with allergies and sleep and all other kinds of problems. I'm ready to go. Amen. I am ready to go. I'm feeling extra allergic today. If you don't hear it in my voice, when the Lord comes back, I get the resurrected body. I get to see Jesus, amen. I get to see him face to face. No longer do what my prayers go up to heaven and I'm praying this and that and the Holy Spirit's uttering things I can't say. Now I am with the Lord, amen. I can just say, okay, Lord Jesus, tell me, you know, tell me about this, you know, tell me about the ground. I want to know about uh, how things grew in the Garden of Eden. And, you know, uh, my, my sister-in-law wants to know where there were dinosaurs or where were they at? And, you know, just like everything like just, I know that sounds silly, but we'll be praising and worshiping him. Uh, but also uh, Lord willing, be able to pick his brain and just ask him all the questions we've ever had and see all the saints of God and enjoy fellowship with the Lord and enjoy victory, enjoy the Lord's judgment. Remember, the Bible says that he is the judge and oh, what a day that will be when he can come back and judge all the wickedness in this world and all the confusion. Who's the author of confusion? The devil. And he sowed so much confusion in the world and sadly in the church. And so we'll be able to be with the Lord and and have that peace, that comfort. And that's why Paul is saying, wherefore, comfort one another with these words. You know, we are to comfort each other with the words of the scripture here. That's why I believe the Lord has called me to preach this message. That's why I believe in John 14, 1, Christ himself says, let not your heart be troubled. I mean, think about it. What are you dealing with today that isn't quelled or calmed by uh, the idea of an eternity with Christ in heaven? What are you dealing with today that doesn't just become insignificant when we think on our eternal life with Christ in heaven? And again, there's a lot of ways you can take this. You can look at the rapture and look at the idea of having that glorified body, amen, having, uh, again, no illness, no, no problems, no suffering, no sin, amen. Um, 
I, I like to follow the rules. I guess that's what happened when the Lord saved me. I, I didn't. I, I got rid of that rebellious streak, and I just want to, you know, be by the book as much as I can. Amen. I developed that trait, I suppose, when God saved me, and I prayed to the Lord, Lord, don't let me sin in heaven. And I've come to understand through my Bible study that it's impossible to sin in heaven. In fact, uh, if you could sin in heaven, you wouldn't be in heaven. Amen. Heaven is free from sin. There's scripture on this. All of the, the sin, deceit, lies, all of it will not go into God's heaven. And so when we are with the Lord, when we are called up in the rapture, amen, all of that sin departs us. All of that fleshly nature departs us. We can literally cannot mess it up, amen. And then on top of that, we receive a reward. We receive a heavenly reward for what we did here on earth for the love of God, not for the love of man, not for publicity, not for any gain, but what we did by the working of the Holy Spirit for the Lord, we receive a reward for that. And then here in John 14, the scripture tells us that Christ himself is preparing a place for us. So if it wasn't good enough to shed this mortal, sickly, sinful body, to shed this flesh and to shed all the problems uh, all of the problems of this world, to shed all of those, if it wasn't enough to do that, if it wasn't enough to see the Lord of glory face to face, if it wasn't enough to get your resurrected body, if it wasn't enough to be with all the saints of all time, because remember, the dead in Christ are rising first, if, it, if that all that wasn't enough, oh, there's a mansion for you, and, and Jesus himself prepared it for you. <laughs> Come on now, that should get you excited. That should have you screaming hallelujah, or at least shouting it. That should have you not worrying about today. God doesn't want us to worry, friend. And we live in such a worry, worry, I don't know, I was gonna say worryful, but a, a very, we live in such a very broken and sad place where worry is just everywhere and, and sadness is everywhere and, 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 and failures and, and problems and frustrations just seem to surround us. And God here, through Jesus Christ, his only begotten, is speaking a truth that is so powerful, it sets you free from the worries and cares of this world. Whatever it is that's on your heart today, whatever worry you have, give it to God in prayer. Repeat back John 14 that Christ himself says, let not your heart be troubled. Rejoice, as Paul mentions in Thessalonians, that we will be called up in the air, that we will be comforted. We should be comforted by this truth, that we will be with Christ for an eternity. Rejoice in that. Have joy over that. Share that with others. That's what Paul says. Comfort each other with these words. Rejoice because Christ is good, and he is good, is eternal. I'm so thankful for that today. I thank you for listening. Take care, God bless, and amen. Thanks for listening to this episode of KJV Cafe. Have a question for Pastor Clark? Email him directly at clark at enduringpromise.org or visit kjvcafe.com and click the envelope button on the homepage. Our program is hosted by Pastor Clark Covington and brought to you by Heartland Ministries. We'll close today with Psalm 119, verses 166 through 168. Lord, I have hoped for thy salvation and done thy commandments. My soul hath kept thy testimonies, and I love them exceedingly. I have kept thy precepts and thy testimonies, for all my ways are before thee.